0: In honor of Meatloaf, we do our broadcast here tonight with Merrimack leading UMass Lowell 2-1 at the end of the second period of play. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy. Mike McMahon joins us from the Macport Eagle Tribune. Um, what else I done? The College Hockey Insider. Uh, neutralzone.net. College Hockey News. And, uh, yeah, just Google Mike McMahon. I'm sure he'll come up with all the, all, all the Google uh,
1: listings that you'll find there. But um, me and the old Detroit Lions quarterback, that's what you'll get. Uh, that's right. That's right. I forgot, yeah. In Rutgers, I believe. He was in Rutgers when I was in high school, and I thought he was like, that's my guy. It's got to be my guy. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, no, he wasn't. He didn't last very long. But <laughs> Well, on this one here, uh,
0: Merrimack with the two late power play goals. Um, you know, it's a funny game the way these things go, and... Uh, Lowell certainly, I think, has the right to have a beef there with some of the calls that were made, including that
1: major call against uh, Ben And How did you see it? I didn't think it was a major. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where they, they'll even out over the course of the year. You're going to get some bad ones. You're going to get some ones that maybe you get lucky on. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Looking at the replay, I don't know how you call a major from the angle they had. Blake Wells was kind of standing in the way uh, of the hit. So you, you saw the contact. You saw... Um, who was it? It was Meehan, right? You saw Mean's kind of hands finish high, but... Can't see where to make contact, so you have no idea whether or not to make contact with his head. I think that's a that's a tough call to make when you really can't see it. It really is kind of inconclusive on the replay. Um, maybe it evens itself out. I think there were some penalties there at the end of the period. Although they had Steven Jandrig up on the scoreboard for a minor, they just took it off. So I was going to say maybe that it evens up a little bit. There. Oh no, now it's back on again. So uh, maybe it evens up there a little bit.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I thought they might have been matching minors there called at the, at the uh, buzzer. There, we'll have to see what it ends up being. At any rate, let's talk about what's happened in the, game, in the game to this point. First period, Merrimack, I thought, came out, did everything they wanted to do, except with the puck in the net. They had, what, three or four odd-man rushes in that first period. I guess the UMass Lowell team that has been getting on top
1: of teams pretty quickly in the first period, I mean, they had 3 nothing leads in both of the games last weekend against Maine. Yeah, and, and if you're Merrimack, that had to be a concern, and to play that well and not see a result, and then to see you know UMass Lowell come back out and score, uh, early in the second period, on a, on a penalty kill, on a, on a shorthanded goal of all things, it really can kind of move momentum in the other direction. And but, like you said, uh, you, you play the games, you play it as they're called, and, and Merrimack gets the the, the fortunate. Major call there to get them back in the game. I mean, they got it back on the power play the first time, which kind of which evened out the shorthand goal they gave up. At least they're back to even on the power play, and then uh, they end up plus one with that power play goal there towards the end of the period. Looks like the basketball's taking them on the chin uh,
0: across the way at Hamble Court. 73 59 against Bryant with only three and a half to play. But uh, the other thing I think, Mike, is, you know, as we look at this team and, and what's happening, you know, the development over the season for Merrimack is, you know, how do you respond to different situations? of different things happening, right? So you have a, I mean, this is obviously a pretty emotional game. I think you can tell that from the get-go here. Both these teams have been winning games lately. Um, you know, you can certainly find things that the both teams could have done better lately, but Merrimack's got a chance this weekend now to uh, really, you know, you win a game or two, you could, could find yourself in the top 20 in the pairwise nationally, and you're starting to think about potential NCAA tournament bid as well as getting closer to even the top four in Hockey East. And so, you are you know, with all of that as the backdrop you then give up a goal like that on the shorthand and it's a it's just a disastrous kind of goal to give up but so then you look at that and you say okay how are we going to respond to that type of situation I mean we'll obviously you hear from Scott Borick after
1: the game but I, I think the response was pretty good. It, it was, and that's something they probably didn't have last year, or the year before. You know, as they were kind of going through that process of rebuilding this roster and rebuilding the program, that's they, they didn't have that punch. They didn't have that ability to answer when things uh, when when a disaster happened, like a shorthanded goal in the second period. Uh, they just it, right. It would it would inevitably lead to another goal it, it to two that. It would snowball, and, and and before they'd be able to recover, it'd be two nothing and three nothing or, or something like that. Uh, but now, I mean, I think you saw them come out with really the next shift in uh, in have a pretty good response right away. Right when the power play was up, the Durflinger line went out, had a nice physical shift, got the puck deep there a couple of times and it just kind of stopped everything. you know. And uh, and then, of course, they've got the ability offensively to get themselves back in games where that, that's really the thing they've been missing the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, and it seems also like you see, you know, Scott Borick knows how to use the personnel like that in terms of getting the guys out there that need to you know, turn the tide, as it were, after that kind of situation like you talked about. It The guy, you know, Jandrick is a perfect example a guy that when he goes out there, he's going to make a little play, you know, that maybe another guy wouldn't make, but that's going to get you a scoring chance or it's going to get the puck into the zone and get you some momentum or what have you. I mean, I, I think Jandrick has been uh, arguably the star of the game tonight for Merrimack.
1: Yeah, he had that one drive in the in the first period where he just beat his man wide and got to the net for a scoring chance. I think, I think he may even draw a penalty on that play too. Uh, but... it Scott Warwick said at the beginning of the year, there's a real difference with him when he's moving his feet compared to when he's not moving his feet. Uh, you saw on that play alone, and, and for most of tonight, he's kept his feet moving. I mean, he just beat his guy wide, kept his feet moving the whole time, driving to the net, and that's really what makes him effective. Talking with Mike McMahon here from the MAC report and also the Eagle Tribune. You
0: have an article on the Eagle Tribune tomorrow on this game? Uh, so, um, Sunday. Sunday on the whole weekend. Sunday, okay, great. Uh, and the score at the end of uh, at the end of two is Merrimack 2, UMass Bowl 1. Now, what, what else is going on? Around the league, but what's big in uh, in hockey is college hockey these days?
1: Uh, well, we'll find out tomorrow if Union and RIT can get on scholarships. I mean, that, I think that vote for the D three council happens tomorrow, so that'll be a big thing to watch. And you know, not much will change, but uh, it's a, it's a big thing for them to be able to kind of just level the playing field a little bit. These
0: are the only two, right, in uh, in Division One that are that are affected by that if that passes, right? Just just
1: Union and RIT, nobody else. Uh, it's just, at this point, yeah, because Clarkson and a couple of other schools were already grandfathered in from before. But uh, the division, uh, the whole NCAA convention was this week, and that's. That's one of the bigger stories, at least from the hockey standpoint, coming out of it. So, uh, just to be clear, does that
0: mean any other school, the Division three school, could raise hockey say to Division one and be able to do the same
1: thing, or does it have to be uh, a school that's already doing it? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I-, I think it would be. I think it would be anybody. Anybody could move up and offer eight, uh, offer athletic aid at that point uh, because now they're. There was something that came out of the, the convention yesterday where the basically the the divisions have autonomy to kind of govern themselves, and this is one of the first things for Division Three that they're considering. Because one of the things that I thought I you know see that that, that
0: it, things were going in this direction was that the NCAA didn't like the idea of schools, you know, being in one division, but picking the sport and raising it up to be another division, Large, largely, you know, for, uh, I guess, for other sports, but, you know, in hockey as well, you know, and other sports, like, they wanted to see you move your whole athletic department, yeah. right, to Division One. so that made me wonder, okay, if they said, all right, we understand these schools were in a different landscape when they made that move back many, many years ago when both Union and RIT moved up, like Are they going to allow somebody else to do it? Let's say, you know, another Division II or III school looks at it. Let's say this passes, and then they say, you know what, we'd like to do the same thing. We'd like to get up and know. I mean, you could. I think that would be good for the sport
1: of hockey, at least. I'm just not sure if the NCAA is supportive of something. I don't know. And and, and that's what – there's a lot of questions now because now that – they passed the, the new constitution this week where basically there's going to be a D1 council that covers D1 and a D2 council that governs D2 and all the way down. So the NCAA as a body is kind of less of a, a governing body at this point. It's in separate divisions that will govern themselves. Uh, we Again, we are talking with Mike McMahon. It is two to 2-1 Merrimack at the end of
0: 2. Uh, the teams will meet down at Lowell tomorrow. Lowell has not lost a game
1: at home this year. What's made them so good at home this year? Owen Savory. <laughs> yeah, he's a big reason, right? I mean when when you have a goalie that's one of the best in the country, uh, that, that's a big reason why. And I think just I, I think it's just them as a team the way they play. They they're really hard in front of their own net. They're really uh, they they really defend hard in front of their own net, then you put a goaltender on top of that, that's one of the best in the country, and it's a it's a pretty good recipe, right? And and I think they're uh, I saw our note today, their attendance in the low sun, uh, their attendance is like twelfth in the country, so you know you're gonna have a good atmosphere and things like that. So I think that's a big reason why. Um uh, rest of things around
0: hockey is actually first of all we won't get a chance to chat with you again for another couple of weeks they'll be on the road tomorrow they'll also be on the road at UConn are you covering either of those games uh, either tomorrow
1: at Lowell or Tuesday at UConn uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll be covering it remote. and Tuesday I'm not sure if I'll be down there yet or not it's kind of a wait and see seems like Merrimack almost at a crossroads
0: here where you know they've got this chance to maybe step up from where they've been in the, you know maybe the lower to, you know of that middle tier teams in the league you know, probably really the lower part of that tier, right? But a chance to move up, you know, not only into the upper part of that tier, but closer to home ice in Hockey East. So, how do you know next this game, tomorrow's game,
1: Tuesday's game, these seem like big games. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at last weekend, too, with a sweep of Providence, and then let's say they get... You know, three points out of this game. Two weeks ago, if I told you they were going to take three out of four against Providence and Lowell, you'd feel pretty good, I would think. So uh, it's, it's got a position to not only, like you said earlier, catapulting near the mid tier or top tier of the hockey standings, but also in the pairwise in a spot where they're going to be right in the bubble of, of maybe being an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. And, and speaking of which, before we let you go, I think you took a look at uh, the, the
0: on College Hockey News, you can customize it and change some of the results and so on. You yes. took a look at some of the results.
1: It wouldn't have taken too much, right, for them to be, for them to. Suddenly make a big jump? Well, the big one is that UMass game here uh, where they lost at the beginning of the year with four seconds left. If they lose that game in overtime, so let's say they, four seconds, they survive four seconds, they still lose the game, but they lose it in overtime, they would have entered tonight number 19 instead of 21, which, I mean, a two a two spot jump can be significant if you're right there in the bubble at the end. Yeah. I mean, that is a tough game to play, right? Because, you know, you can really go down well, the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to, you can't go too far with it, but I figured four seconds you can play with a little bit. Yeah. All
0: right, Mike, thanks a lot. We appreciate it, folks. Check out his work, Mike McMahon at the themacreport.com, the Eagle Tribune, in the newspaper on Sunday. Also, call it Talking News, talk, call Talking Insider, um, neutralzone.net, and whatever else I'm missing. I apologize, but Mike, we'll talk to you again soon. That sounds good. Thanks. All right, our score is Merrimack two, UMass Lowell one. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.